Hey everybody, welcome back to Love Curry Yoga. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Um, this is your friendly weekly reminder that if you haven't, uh, that you can subscribe and please like and leave your reviews and comment and you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. A quick reminder before we get started this week, actually two reminders, one being that uh, the studio registration opens up this Sunday, so you want to keep an eye on your email for that, and the Curvy Yoga Certification Registration, so that's the certification for people who are already yoga teachers who want to get the additional Curvy Yoga Certification ends on Sunday, so both of those things are this upcoming Sunday, April 28th. Um, so keep an eye on your email for the studio registration opening. I'm excited to hopefully have some more of you join us. So thank you for joining us again. I am going to start right off this week with my practice notes and they're pretty literal. I would say this week we, uh, drove to DC Uh, We had like a quick trip to D.C. this past weekend for my daughter to go on a college visit. And um, it's about 10 hours from Nashville, you know, with the kids and stopping and everyone being on a different bathroom schedule. (laughs) It ended up being about 13 hours. So we drove like 13 hours on Thursday and then 13 hours on Sunday. And my practice notes for this week are that movement matters. I was really shocked at the impact that sitting in the car had on my body in what seems like, you know, it was just a day. It was, but I don't ever sit for 13 hours at a time in a car. And so my practice notes for myself this week are that the movements that I do every day matters because my body felt it the next day. I felt it big time. And I think that, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot of movement. Whatever is available to you is great. Uh, Whatever feels good in your body is great. Whatever you are capable of on that day in that season of life is great. Um, To just move however it makes the most sense for you. I was really, on Monday, like, shocked at what can happen in your body in 24 hours. And we say these things all of the time, right? You will hear us on this podcast (laughs) say that, you know, your body is different from one day to the next, but I lived that on Monday. Um, And so the next time we drive anywhere for an extended period of time, I will be taking yoga breaks um, frequently as often as someone has to pee, which was basically every hour. (laughs) So my practice notes and my encouragement to you this week are to move however you can, move however it makes sense for you, Um, even if it's just like the smallest movement uh, to kind of give that to yourself um, and see if it makes a difference. Uh, It will definitely make a difference for me the next time we have a road trip. So anyway, uh, let's jump right into Corner of the Curve this week. Anna is going to be talking to you about yoga, practice, and mystery. So no doubt it's going to be a great one, and we hope that you enjoy it. So here we go. 
Okay, so I want to talk about something I have found to be true about practice that I rarely hear people talk about, and that is mystery. So I'm not talking about Murder, She Wrote, though I did enjoy watching that show with my grandparents when I was a kid, Um, but rather that mysterious something that happens when we practice and that leads us where we're going next, often unbeknownst to us. So to try to pin this conversation down a little bit, let me talk about some Thanksgiving example. So I have a lot of theories about how and why yoga practice works on us. Some of them I have learned from other teachers or read in books. Others I've experienced myself. For example, I think how the yoga practice teaches us to listen to our bodies is a really big part of how it works. But what I don't know is what's going to come from that. Even for myself, though many things have in the past, I can't say what that's going to be next. Um, And people ask me that sometimes, and all I can ever tell people that feels true to me is that something will unfold the more that you practice. And by that, I mean over time, not, you know, at once, um, and the more you listen, but I can't not only can I not guarantee, I really can't even say what that's going to look like for you because that is unique to your situation. Um, Another example is maybe a pose that you might be interested in exploring. So there's really no telling if, when, how it might become available to you. Uh, Now, of course, I think pretty much every pose is available in one version or another for pretty much everybody. But if there's a specific version that you're wanting to do, it's really kind of anyone's guess. Again, there's a lot of information about maybe what needs to strengthen your body, what needs to be less tight, etc. But there are a lot of other factors at play too. How you feel about the pose, any fear you have, things you're holding in your body that you may or may not be aware of, on and on and on. So sometimes something that's not available to you or hasn't been for a long time, one day it just is. And I've had that experience and I've really never been able to exactly pinpoint what changed. Um, And the same is true in reverse. Sometimes you have the pose that's available to you and then one day it's not. Um, And sometimes you might be able to pinpoint that If you had an injury or whatever, that's relatively obvious. Um, But other times it's not so clear. So there is this mystery element going on. And I can see how some people might find this discouraging, um, even how I might have at different points in my life. And I mean, it is nice to have someone tell you, you know, if you do these five things, then you'll get the result that you want. But I just don't think that's how life works. And I, I feel confident saying I know that's not how practice works. In fact, I think it's implicit just in the word practice. It's not called my yoga guaranteed result. 
<laughs> it's called my yoga practice for a reason. And oh my gosh, <laughs> how true is this with body acceptance? It's like, take everything we just talked about with yoga and multiply it by 10 or a factor of 10. I don't know. Um, I mean, just talk about there being no prescription. Again, we can definitely look to signposts along the way, learn from other people's experiences, read what people share from their own journey, get support, all of those good things. But ultimately, we don't know how our own path will unfold. All we can really do is be where we are and take the next step when it presents itself. And in my experience with body acceptance in particular, it often feels like I'm going nowhere, Um, even sometimes like I'm going backwards. And then one day I just look up and notice something like, oh, that comment or that thought I just had really would have thrown me in the past. And it just didn't even really register right then. Um, so those things shift and change. And I bring all of this up because for me, living into the mystery has given me some internal space around the journey. So when I realize there are factors at play that I can't always see in the moment, it, I would say it relaxes me. It gets me more into the space of my job is just to do what's right here and not worry about the outcome not that there really is even is one like we talked about, Um, instead of I'm trying to make my yoga practice be like so-and-so's or I want to accept my body by the end of the year or whatever else. So let us know. We'd be interested to hear how you have interacted with the mystery element in your own practice. And now we will move into our next segment. All right, we are back. I hope that you loved that. I'm sure that you loved it as much as I did. And I'm going to jump right into my resource for you this week. It's a product. Uh, If you know me, you know that I'm a product junkie. I like all of the products, body wash, lotion, makeup, the whole shebang. So this is for my mascara wearers. (laughs) I am always, no matter what the product is, I'm always like, oh, I found like my holy grail favorite product. And then somehow I get convinced that like there's something better floating around somewhere. And so I'll try something else. Um, And sometimes I do find something better, but I have been using the same mascara now for years and it is amazing. I have super watery eyes. I am a crier. And I also have like really oily eyelids. That might be TMI, but now we're best friends. So (laughs) I always have issues with mascara, even when it's waterproof. Um, if it's waterproof, a lot of times it'll still kind of like rub off on my upper eyelid just because my eyelids are really oily. It doesn't usually come off when, if I like cry or sweat, but I also don't like the removal of waterproof mascara. So several years ago, I tried something and it is the L'Oreal Double Extend Mascara. 
and it's a two-part thing. So you put this like white primer on your eyelashes and then you put the mascara on. Side note, if you use like, um, uh, if you are into like all natural products, there is no way that this is all natural. (laughs) So you can just fast forward if you don't even want to hear this, but you put on the primer and then you put on the mascara. And when I tell you this stuff, it does not budge. It does not smudge. It does not smear. I can cry listening to songs, watching a movie, talking to friends. <laughs> like It doesn't budge. But then when it's time to wash it off, it literally comes off with water. Like now, and it comes off. I, some people describe it as tubes. It doesn't feel like it comes off in tubes to me, but it, it just like comes off. A friend of mine who got it and is also addicted to it said the first time she washed it, she thought that there were spiders in her shower when she was washing it off because it literally comes off like in full chunks. It just like washes away. But if you are a mascara wearer, if you if you are like always looking for something, it's great for volume and length. It does all of those things, but it also just stays on your eyelashes, which for some of us is where we want our mascara to stay. So Hopefully that will help some of you. (laughs) Um, That could also be my gratitude for the week because I spent what feels like my entire life trying to find that mascara. Um, (laughs) But I will have my gratitude be something a little bit less uh, shallow. And so my gratitude for this week is just for people who are able to create spaces that are welcoming and comforting and comfortable. Um, and when I think about friends that I have, like people who are, you know, like they have the gift of like being a hostess and entertaining. Um, I think about those people and my gratitude towards them. But then also, like I said, we were in DC. We stayed just outside of DC in Hyattsville, Maryland, but, um, there's a restaurant, um, that is, in Hyattsville. And I also think that there are several other locations, um, but it's called Busboys and Poets. And it was just, the environment was just really great. Um, and it felt very inclusive and welcoming. And um, we ate there several times while we were there just because of that feeling that, that they obviously had very intentionally they'd been very intentional about creating a space that felt that way. And so I was like, you can just have all of my money because I am getting your vision. It is coming across and it's great. There was a bookstore, um, in the rest, at least in the one that we ate at, there was a bookstore that carried, um, books that were written by, um, immigrants and people of color. And I mean, there was, it was just a really great, space to be in. And my children loved being there. And we just had like a really great experience. So I'm thankful for that restaurant because also the food was very good. (laughs) But I think the underlying root of that gratitude is just for people who are really intentional about creating welcoming spaces. So if you are one of those people, I am thankful for you this week. Um, And we are just going to take one deep breath together to close. Inhale, and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.